When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code WONDERY to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome to the old Nerdist Podcast number 453. This is my holiday voice, Katie. It's, it's so... Shut up, Katie. What do you want holiday. for Christmas? I'm Jewish. <laughs> so <laughs> you want to find Jesus. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Jewish. <laughs> I love the... I'm Jewish. <laughs> Why would you... <laughs> I am. Hanukkah already happened to pass. Why would you? Uh, oh my God! I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Yeah. Hanukkah passed. I miss it. When? Yeah. When? Couple what happened? I just talked to Hanukkah like a week ago. Well, you know, had a good run. Eight oh, days. Damn. <laughs> eight nights. Eight days and eight nights. Yeah. Did you get a lot of good Hanukkah presents? I didn't get any. <laughs> what? Yeah. What's the point of having eight Hanukkah nights if you don't get presents? I think it's for kids. Is it? I feel like it's for kids. Because I don't feel like. I feel like I would want to be all over that business if I were uh, Jewish. I would want eight, I eight days worth of stuff. I should. I should call my parents. Is your boyfriend Jewish? No. That's the problem. <laughs> You're either going to have to convert him or you might have to upgrade <laughs> if you want some of it. Or maybe you guys could just break up for eight days. Eight days. <laughs> you could find a Hanukkah boyfriend. Yes. A Hanukkah boyfriend. Just a, just a Hanukkah boyfriend. <laughs> right? Yeah. Go on J-Date. Ask for a Hanukkah boyfriend. <laughs> Well, I hope you had a nice Hanukkah, and Thank you. Uh, um, I hope you guys all have a, a lovely Christmas. There, we have a. There's a lot of Nerdist stuff. Go to Nerdist.com. Nerdist on Instagram. I don't know. At midnight's coming back, January sixth. I feel stupid promoting stuff, uh, except for Stamps.com, who was kind enough to sponsor this episode of the Nerdist podcast. Which um, it is the holidays, and I know that Hanukkah is done. So you don't need to be sending Hanukkah presents, but uh, but Christmas is just so around the corner that it's poking you in the eye. Mm-hmm. So it, now is you are you are in holiday season. It's the worst time to be at the post office. So don't do that. Go to stamps.com, sign up, get an account, print out, and any uh, any amount of U.S. postage that you need. Slap it on the package, the exact amount, so you won't waste any money. And your mail carrier. Uh, whose backs and knees will probably be buckling from the pressure <laughs> of carrying stuff for the holidays, will come and get that from you and deliver it where it needs to go. It's easy. It's convenient. Um, please, please, please 
save yourself uh, the mental anguish and use stamps.com. There is a no-risk trial, as there always is. Um, use the promo code NERDS, get a $110 bonus offer, which includes a digital scale and up to $55 of free postage. Don't wait. Go to stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in NERDIST. That's stamps.com into the promo code NERDIST. This episode is Taron Killam, who uh, you may know from SNL. He is a hilarious and delightful man. He is so delightful, Katie. He was. It makes me angry how delightful he is. He's just hes just a guy that when he walks into a room, you're like, that guy is friendly and funny, and I want to hang out with that guy. And we got to. We all got a little piece of tear and kill him. He was which, very nice. Which we were able to record. <laughs> uh, and we actually have proof of that. And he also is a comic writer. He created a comic book called The Illegitimates um, that is, an am- we talk about it in the podcast, but it's an amazing premise for a comic. Uh, and it releases December 18th. And uh, and so get that by the time this, oh, that's in a couple days by the two time days. this drops. You might be on a two-day delay by listening to this podcast anyway. Mm-hmm. Because we put out so freaking many of them <laughs> that you might be a little bit behind. So uh, I, I recommend The Illegitimates, and I recommend following Taron Killam. That boy's going places. Yes. Do you think he has Christmas in his heart, or do you think he's like you? I think he has Christmas in his he heart. He has Christmas. Yeah. You got Hanukkah in your heart. <laughs> it's a menorah-shaped heart. It is. Your heart has eight chambers. <laughs> it's twice as many. Yes. Right? I think. To the internet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Notice podcast number 453 with Taryn Killam. Now entering Nerdist.com. Michelangelo down there? What, where? The Michelangelo suit. Oh, Is no, that belongs own? to... No. Um, I think that's just on loan from... Uh, what's his face? Um, da Vinci? No, creator of... There you Kevin go. Kevin Eastman. Eastman, yeah. Kevin Eastman. There you go. Oh, yeah, Kevin Eastman has a bunch of his stuff here. Yeah. Um, that's that series. That It's the TV series outfit, which yes. is pretty great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The live-action TV series. Yeah, because the, the first Ninja Turtles is one of my favorite movies ever. And it's hard to subscribe to the look of a turtle. I know you. Since. I know you. I know you think that it is one of your favorite movies. It holds up, guys. <laughs> Have you watched it, it recently? Up. I yeah. haven't watched my. I've recently. watched it very recently. Well, first of all, hey, Katie, can you close that door? I'm sorry, I didn't close that. Way. First of all, let's just talk about that. Um, that the guy, uh, the actor who plays Casey Jones. Yeah, Elias Katie. Uh, Elias Katie is one of the fucking greatest ever. And. I don't know. I mean, I think kind of film nerds know who he is. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But every fucking movie that guy is in, he is, you cannot take your eyes off him. He also ages back and forth so well. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he Like, does. you'll see him and you'll be like, wait, he's a serial killer, like, aged, like, yeah. scrawny, 80-year-old serial killer. And then you'll see him, yeah. like, do a guest spot on SVU or whatever. And he's, like, <laughs> this, like, stud who works out in a gym. Do you remember uh, Some Kind of Wonderful? No. Oh, my God. Great fucking uh, movie. With uh, Eric Stoltz, and they were—it was like it was sort of kind of at the end of the Hughes era of oh, okay. teen movies, but it was Leia Thompson and Eric Stoltz and Mary Stuart Masterson and Elias Coteus is in it. Oh, okay, and he plays this punk kid, and it's fuck—it's oh my god, he's so good. 
I mean, I'm, I'm you should watch Netflix, it. So, so, is some, it, some is kind it of flexible. It's Netflix. Probably, it should yeah, be yeah, Netflix. Yeah. It should be Netflixable. Okay. Well, I mean, if you just pay the eight dollars for the DVD option, anything's right. Netflixable. I guess <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. true. <laughs> How sad! Block, the Blockbuster shut down all their stores officially, or is shutting them down by yeah. January? I guess, but you know, I I say that, but then part of me is like. But I never went to a blockbuster, so right. it's not like I really—I mean, not in, in your life, not in the last, not right. in the last handful. It's of like years. the death. It's our death of record stores a little bit. I feel. Like. Well, I don't know. Well, the reason that I don't feel—we went through both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, exa- it, that's very true. The but reason... for me, like Friday night after school, going to rent either a video game oh, or sure. a movie yeah. from Blockbuster. The reason it doesn't bother me as much, other than the fact that a lot of people are out of work now, yeah, um, is that. Uh, <laughs> It bothers me in the sense that, I mean, it doesn't bother me in the sense that those people can't come out to live shows we do. Right. I mean, look at all the free time they're <laughs> yeah, going to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I guess it bother, It doesn't bother me in the sense that uh, I, I feel like there's just a paradigm shift, and I feel like the way that it's shifted is much better than having to go. And, much more convenient? Well, it is. I mean, you imagine, you know, when like. When I was in high school, I really thought I'd crack the code, and I wanted to start a video store that delivered. Like, you could call up, like, a pizza yeah, yeah, and yeah. just deliver movies. Yeah. And I thought that would be the thing that made Movie me and a pizza delivery. Billions of dollars. I think I mourn too much the social engagement of showing up with a group, making a decision together. Oh, sure. And especially like I like I I grew up in a small town, so like we had, it was like Bear City Video, and you'd go and you'd get ice cream, and you like get a movie, and it was like you know it, it was it was the people you were with, not necessarily. All right, I have a solution then. Okay, okay, okay. You and your friends, yeah, go to a yogurt land. Great. Talk about what movie you're gonna rent. Okay. And then go back home to Netflix. <laughs> you can all leave your house, and then you can decide there, and then and yeah. then go back home. But I always felt like. You know, th- there was almost that little bit of roll the dice of like, are they going to have the thing I want? Sure, sure. How long can I spend looking at these boxes to figure out the sexual content based on the title and the cast? Definitely. Yeah. But I would say I, would dis- I discovered a lot of movies that I wouldn't have seen because of that. Now I can always get what I want and always download what I want. But if I would say you know, I... Batman Forever wasn't in and I had to get, you know, whatever. <laughs> I missed out on weird some movies because I was, thing I was just daunted by two videotapes. So, like, I wouldn't yeah. rent the right stuff because right. there was two videotapes. Oh, JFK was two okay, videotapes. Yeah, yeah. That's Brave scared, heart, that scared that's you a lot. Heart. Was that's a, a lot to do. Double taper. Two, you have to get off the couch, put yeah. the other one in, get back on the <laughs> couch. <laughs> I always said if I was rich, I, was, I always wanted to get a, uh, this was at the time of Laserdisc. <laughs> I wanted to get a laserdisc carousel and just double up the movies that were in there, so yeah. you never had to switch. Get up, movie and switch jukebox. The side. Well, now your yeah. now your phone is essentially the, that <laughs> revolving know. carousel that you I always understand. wanted. I was on a. I, I flew to North Carolina on Friday. I literally was just there Friday. And, and um, boy, are your arms tired. <laughs> I well, I discovered I have the power of flight. That's huge, man. So That's first huge. of all, first order of business. I don't mind that my first arms are tired because <laughs> I can fly. Let's back this up. What? First order of business is to fly to North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's well, a huge Dawson's Creek fan. I just wanted to go and see to... where Pacey lost his virginity on the dock. You had to get into real, real into Spielberg. <laughs> Why do I know that? About Dawson's Creek. Why do I know those things? Pacey lost his virginity to Andy. No, to the teacher. teacher. Uh, To the teacher. teacher. Oh, when Andy and Pacey did it, that was when they played that Dave Matthews song. Oh, that's where you anchor everything. Uh, Yeah. That's what, what was the song? Anchor to the Creek. Pacey, gonna be inside ya. Fiddle, uh, fiddle, fiddle, fiddle. It was Lover Lay Down, which is uh, track. You better pace yourself, pace before you started crying. Talking about it, yeah, no, I can't. You better pace yourself. I openly weep a lot about the day, man. You're gonna come too fast. (laughs) 
And that teenage girl. The teacher. I completely forgot about that storyline. So that was huge. Good on you guys. Well, that was you know like Dawson's Creek was really that kind of uh, groundbreaking. The same the same thing that Skins did. Yeah. Like Dawson's Creek did it earlier because television was much less racy at the time. So seeing. Like having a storyline where a student fucks a teacher yeah. was unheard of. Like Huge. that was, wow, this teenage drama show. Talking so. to your female friend about walking the dog, which is something I never called masturbating, but that's what they called it. How often do you walk the dog? I remember it was like, I think that was like the first or second episode. I was <laughs> well, like, this I, makes me so uncomfortable. I you only know? call it that because I put my dick yeah. on a leash. Sure, sure, and right, I just do right. it on the yeah, sidewalk. You're a freak. You're yeah, a freak yeah, on yeah, a leash. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I like to come on fire hydrants. Yeah. <laughs> But other than that, who doesn't? It's not that. Well, they're red. Some yeah. of them are yellow. So, um, but I was on this plane. Okay, I don't have the gift of flight. I'm sorry, I lied. Right. But uh, I, I was on a plane, and I never like I don't flying doesn't bother me at all. I don't. It doesn't. I'm not nervous about it. But there was one brief moment where, when all the screens were down, it was doing that thing that VHS tapes would do, where it was oh, the right. screen was shaking. Yeah. And then I saw them go into a cabinet and change a VHS tape, and I was wow. like, all right. Now, hopefully, the rest of the technology on the plane is ahead <laughs> of post the yeah. half-inch VHS tape <laughs> that they're running the wow. movie, you know, all wow. the movies and uh, and all the announcements. On. Well, not even yeah. a DVD player. Do you ever, did you ever rewinder at home? Uh, oh, a DVD rewinder? Just that? No, 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 no a VHS. VHS rewinder. I mean, a, a DVD rewinder, <laughs> <laughs> which is basically just taking it out. And I putting had four. It in the <laughs> I'm crazy. <laughs> I made a killing on these. I grandmas to, don't know. When I worked at Blockbuster, we had uh, we had so many grandmas. we had like twelve of them lined up. So yeah, obviously, if you didn't rewind it, we'd get to charge you just because we had to hit a button. Right. Uh, but I would put them all in and try to hit them all at the same time, and then it was very exciting for me when they all popped up <laughs> at the same oh, time. That's nice. yeah. Well, Thanks, that's a, that's a teenage victory. That's nice. the entertainment we had in yeah. 1999. <laughs> that's all we had. That and walking the dog. Those two things were the only two things we could do: is walk the dog and rewind tapes at the same time. What was your mom and pop video store called? Uh, well, I moved a lot when I was a kid. There was one down. Let's see. I guess when we moved to Denver, we moved out to Littleton, and it was really just like a prairie at that point. There were fucking we had like we had prairie dogs outside. There was one development. Wow. Oh, you guys did a big land grab. We did a land grab. <laughs> uh, yeah, my dad used to like to fight in bars. <laughs> yeah, 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 from yeah, Ireland. Yeah, yeah. Your mom's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, she's gorgeous. Uh, I, I think be- more naturally beautiful in her youth, but yeah. still a good-looking lady. Yeah. Far and away, the most beautiful. <laughs> nice. But um, uh, yeah, Ron Howard. So, so we did the land grab. Uh, had to shoot the horses, but we got the place, got the property. Nice. And then there was one little, like, mini strip thing that was like a beauty parlor and a VHS store and like a sandwich shop. And so I could walk down there. Um, that was the only thing that was in Littleton when I lived there. And, uh, yeah, and, it, and it basically not only did I spend a lot of time there yeah. getting movies, but the guy would also just give me the old movie posters. Oh, that's So cool. I just had all these oh, shitty that, old that, movies. Awesome. I didn't even care movies what they you were. you never saw. I yeah, know, yeah. and then yeah. I didn't give a shit about. Yeah. Like, yeah. why do I, I don't need a poster with Shannon Tweed on it, but there you go. <laughs> I remember going and asking for specific posters, like when I knew a movie was coming out, like they Back to the Future 3. I was yeah. like, I need that poster. I really need a fucking giant Mary Steenburgen on my wall. They had a post-it uh, system, like you would write your name down on yeah. a post-it if you were the first one yeah, to tag yeah. it. Do we'll you... be right back. I love the 80s. Do you? Remember VH? Just Tibbs. Well, I was ta- I was talking to uh, Scott Moser about this yesterday uh, on Phoebe. Go ahead and download it. Uh, they uh, 
do you remember how much videotapes cost before they were in? Yeah, they were like $90. I spent $124 on Back to the Future 2. (laughs) Wow. Really? Yes. Did we ever determine why they were so expensive? I think it was just to have the renter market, like just so video stores could buy them and, and if they were like oh, yeah. if some douchebags wow. yeah, yeah. cares enough to pay a hundred dollars I mean for it was before like remember crazy. it was insane it was insane because remember the big like Batman was the first yeah, yeah, one yeah. I remember that was 1999 yeah, in yeah, stores yeah it was crazy my yeah. grandfather was a tech- let's talk about Columbia House <laughs> <laughs> They're, they're probably still trying to collect. Oh, man. Remember still- those boxes of CDs? Yes. I was like, I guess Sugar Ray. I get an 11th one. I guess Sugar Ray. I think a lot of people said, I guess Sugar Ray. Yeah. A penny? Wow, what's the, there's, sure. Clearly, there's no catch to this. Why am I still getting these in the mail? Yeah. What are you charging me for? How dare you, Columbia oh, that House? Was... I trusted you. Oh, man. Columbia my, House was my great. My parents had to write so many letters. Sorry, my <laughs> son is 12. My mother was great because she just said, okay. And what would happen is any whenever a movie came, because they'd send you the movie of the whatever the movie of the month they were trying to sell oh, was. Right. But like she let me keep Pulp Fiction in 94. Wow. I was 11. And she's like, oh, do you want this? I was like, yeah, I'll cool, watch Mom. Pulp Fiction. And uh, oh, yeah, cool, whatever mom. we didn't watch, she would write "Return to Sender" and just drop back in the. My grandfather was a technophile. He's the uh, he had all these gaming platforms, and I mean, this was in the late seventies, early eighties. But he had like the Atari twenty six hundred and Intellivision and a all these. Ball. He did not have skee ball. Oh. Um, he uh, and he had a laser disc player. He had one of the like first laser disc players, like in seventy nine, I think maybe. Wow. Wow. And so the movies we had were like Smokey and the Bandit and Grease. <laughs> um, but the quality was so amazing. And and then he had a, and then after that, he also got a Betamax player. And then was I think sort of crusty about it when Beta kind of died out. But we like right I, I had a so. rich technological youth. That's fantastic. Thanks to my, thanks to my grand. Where did you grow I up? Appreciate for quality here. Uh, you grew up in Los California. Angeles? Yeah, I was my my parents lived in Manhattan Beach when I was born, and then we moved to Big Bear when I was six. Wow! And then back down to Manhattan Beach when I was sixteen. Whoa! Yeah, Big Bear. What do you do Big in Bear. Big Bear? Uh, get some school, ice cream, so and then get on some Fridays, ice cream. You go to a video store, and you pick. You play Resident Evil. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, my parents could own up there. It was it was cheap to own uh, property, and then uh, good school systems and safe and clean. Four seasons, really nice. Yeah, well, Love, what about lovely the, childhood. What about the big bear that the town was named? Yeah, after? yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still out there. <laughs> I mean, you weren't afraid bald, that he was. Bald Bart is still eluding us today. Snatch, snatch the kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was great. Holcomb Valley was founded first uh, by James Holcomb. I don't remember. There is some history, like uh, in second Hulk grade. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> the great, great grandfather of Hulk Hogan. Founded Hulk Hulk it by doing a leg drop on the town. Yeah, exactly. And that's how you have Big Bear Lake. <laughs> he, put the, uh, he, he pinned the bear for a three count. Right. Yeah. Pinned after, the big bear. After afterwards. the atomic leg drop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it was great. It was, uh, you know, snowboard in, in, the, in the winter and, and play on the lake in the summer. Nice. Really nice. Do you think you'll ever go back there? Yeah, I try to go back at least once a year. Do you have a family? I own my own family. Yep. Uh, Where do you I, keep them? Uh, we're down in Venice. We're nice. in Venice Beach. You guys live in Venice. Yeah. How's the wife? She's very good. Nice. She's very good. She's finishing up the last season of How I Met Your Mother, which is pretty crazy. Nine seasons. Holy shit. Pretty amazing. It was a very long story. That he had yeah, <laughs> exactly. Those poor kids. <laughs> people people know you're kids. married to Kobe, right? I think so. I still get now and then, like, no way, how did you do that? Um, <laughs> you know what's funny is no one ever does that to a girl. 
No, for sure. Whoa, you got yeah, Taryn? How'd yeah, you land yeah. that? Hey, come yeah. on. We know one time. One time. No one's ever no, gone to my girlfriend Chloe like, how'd you land this one? Right. You know, it's oh, it's always the other way around. No, yeah. fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. It's, it's good. You, no, I, I, I answer that. How, do you, how did you, how how did did you, you land that? Oh, I don't know. I was a decent human being. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. I was, I was good to her. Ask and... her about her interests. <laughs> uh, pay for dinners. How did you fall in love is what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. How do you love? It almost, seems, you love? Like, it almost seems like what well, everyone wants some sort of an answer like, here's how now, you trap them. <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. Know. You hand them a glowing green vial. <laughs> and then you dig out a, a hole day. under her welcome yeah. mat and then right to the pit. Yeah, exactly. And then Stockholm Syndrome exactly. sets in. And they put the lotion yeah. in the basket yeah, and slowly exactly, they learn exactly. to love you. It's not as dirty as yeah, it yeah, sounds. Yeah. No, it's not. I mean, just, you have to put the lotion in the basket. <laughs> That's where it belongs. And it, then it, Look at her complexion. Yeah, you tell I mean, me that there's a problem with the process. Listen, eventually they'll thank you. <laughs> but she's uh, so sweet and wonderful and hilarious, yeah. and I, I've gotten to moderate a couple panels. Yeah, uh, she's cool lady. She's she's great. She is. I like her a lot. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, you're gonna Will, stick with it. You're I, think, with it? I think so. Things are looking good. good. Uh, all all signs uh, indicate a lifetime together, which is nice. Things are good with the child. You're gonna, uh, you're gonna child's good. good. Yeah, we're, we just. Um, yeah, we're we're doing the move to New York, right? Because I've been flying back and forth oh, yeah. uh, for three years now, three three and a half <laughs> years now, which is a lot of air miles. Yeah, um, no you, VHS problems. Do you get but I fly Virgin? So do you I get think bumped all the time, or do you just first class? No, every... I, 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 it depends on when I'm flying. Yeah. If it's a if it's a red eye, I try to pamper myself. Why? See, here's I'm gonna go and sure. talk about red eyes for a second. Okay, great. I prefer when it's a red eye to not bother. I just just as long as I get a window because I'm going to sleep anyway. Sure. So what's the point in a, like spending sixteen hundred dollars on a ticket? You're a better sleeper. Than uh, expedited security, more leg yeah. room. Better <laughs> expedited food. security you can do for thirty five dollars. More leg room you can do for also thirty five dollars. Mm. I need I need it's it's the mm. uh, angle mm. angle mm. of the back. Mm. I need the I need the recline. Oh, I need, I, my I need new sleeping recline. method since I've <laughs> since I've lost fifty five pounds, okay. I can now do the thing where I put the tray down and you and lean, lean on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's a way that. to sleep. Have you ever seen in the Sky Mall those obnoxious pillows where the person they try to make <laughs> it look <laughs> comfortable pillows? No, no, those like those pillow wedges that you you're supposed to put on the tray. Yeah, yeah, and then you're just supposed to basically like zombie flop on it. Like that's supposed it looks. I just got weirdly. Excited for my cross country flight next week. Oh. <laughs> I'm like ready to sleep. <laughs> Matt, how am I supposed to feel financially better than people if I'm not flying in first class? Well, if you sleep through yeah. it, you don't know they have more money. I can smell that they're near me. <laughs> I can smell the poverty, Matt. <laughs> I mean, come on. I understand. I need a curtain or a small yeah. little rope Something. to separate me. It's extra, like most of the planes uh, at Virgin, there's only eight. Uh, first class yeah, seats. Yeah, exactly. So you I'm, feel extra bad. I, I, it's really like an exercise in being a human being to not get upset when somebody comes and uses the front bathroom. Right. It's such a <laughs> yes. terrible, like, I'm a terrible person for even giving this a second thought. Like, of course use that use bathroom. Use the bathroom. Yeah. The eight of us are fine yeah. right now. <laughs> exactly. You can use the bathroom. Excuse me, one of us might thing. be thinking about using that right it's now. It's such an Excuse awful me. moment where you go like, what's wrong with me? I can't wait for the comments when people are like, I can't believe how fucking these yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. We fly yes. a lot, okay? Yeah. It's it's, it's We're like, also uh, not serious. <laughs> yes. Um oh. So uh, Right. Yeah, we're, we're not gonna, serious. We weren't. Uh, were you? Uh, wait. Huh? Were you what serious? You, <laughs> just guys, it's okay. <laughs> well, you you were pro coach, so well, you come off clean anyway. Red eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For red eye. You were pro coach and pro coach the sitcom. You were, oh, you were all over that. Pro dobbler. <laughs> 
<laughs> Pro, uh, Jerry, Jerry Van, Dyke. Van Dyke, whose character we don't remember the name of. <laughs> um, so you you you've been doing the trek back and forth because yeah. you can't not do SNL. You gotta do SNL. Exactly right. Yeah, it was the goal for so long, and then um, and and I started out at Groundlings and got the opportunity that is still. Uh, very unlikely percentage wise, but Lauren came to a show that I was doing in the Sunday Company, and the flew me Sunday out. Company the too. Sunday Company, yeah, yeah. Nice. Sunday Company junior, junior groundlings, sort of like the the up and comers, and then uh, flew me out to audition twice within the span of a month for one season. So I auditioned twice and then didn't get it. And then a year went by, stick stuck with the groundlings, got into the main company, and then and then auditioned. You auditioned again. You had to audition yeah, again. Third time, different characters. Charm. Each time was all different material. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the third time, by were choice, you like... Or did they tell you to do different? No, they told me, yeah. Right. yeah. But by the third time, did you come out and go, are, how long are you going to sure. yank my chain? There was definitely like a, a, definitely confidence of, you've seen what I can do at this point. It, uh, I, you know, I'm going to do my best material. Because because having that year, when they said no, they sort of said it's, it's uh, no, but not never. So I was able to kind of work on stuff with the concept in mind that I might get to audition again. So that helped. Terrence Lorne, listen, yeah. Kobe, how did you land that? <laughs> what, are we going to talk about the show? Come on. <laughs> oh, 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 you've got the job. You've got the job. Look, she, yeah. <laughs> Paul Simon and I were talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is... Uh, you, guys, you guys have spent time with Lorne. <laughs> how does it feel... Uh, what does it feel like to have your ultimate dream come true? It's it's surreal t- to this day. I would say, I, like, I'm an emotional guy anyway, but I, there's a minimum of two moments a week where I just kind of, like, stand back and take it in and get, get misty-eyed just because it's, it's it's pretty it's amazing it is it was the dream it was the dream so. and then you walk down that one hall outside the studio and it's just every cast yeah exactly and then you start it's like a fucking museum yeah and then you and then you really kind of feel i mean i felt the weight of it just going to watch an episode yeah. i can't even imagine yeah what's, a lot of pressure for you to watch yeah, yeah, yeah. well you did great by the way <laughs> you. you were a great laugher I by the rehearsed. way i came to rehearsal my my ultimate um, my ultimate I've showed up to school with no clothes dream yeah. is that I'm hosting SNL and I don't remember rehearsing and I'm just being shoved out on stage yeah and in between setups going like I don't Why? think this is going well I don't remember yeah, yeah. what I'm supposed to say that's my my recurring kind of stress nightmare it's so close to reality too. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very boring dream kind of I go like oh the work week you dream about the work week that could happen um i yeah i i still have those dreams i had like it was weird i had a dream a month before i got my first audition was it that one I, day like, this great nation would rise up yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> Apparently, I Google that, and that's been done. So <laughs> okay, good. I stopped dreaming it. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about the content of character no longer. Um, that no, but it was like I was in the space, and Lauren's like, "You're doing update with me." It was like a dream I had a month before. It's weird. It's weird. Uh, precognitive sort of sort of dream. And when you started the first time you did the show, yeah, how much or little did you shit your pants? At getting the show. Uh, the first half of the season of my first season, it was just gratitude. It was just like, this is great. I'm here. <laughs> you let me come here. I'm just going to hang out and you let me know yeah. if I'm doing good or not. Or don't. Just, I'm glad to be here. And then and then time sets in and you see, you see yourself succeed. You see yourself fail. You see that happen to others. You kind of start getting in the groove of what's expected and and where you are although nobody ever tells you really where you are on the show i I think that only happens in reflection really um 
and then you start to panic and then and then and then the panic sets in of like oh i haven't done as much of this or i haven't gotten a sketch on that i've written in three weeks you know uh, and then, so the shit came later. It was a slow shit. It was a slow, <laughs> slow release, slow sliding shit. Do you do the scale in your head where you're like, am I the spade this week or am I? Yeah, the- like you definitely like the show has such a history, right? There's so like, like I'm a student of the show. I've read Life from New York. I've read uh, Gasping for Airtime, Bedwetter, um, why you know anything that i could get my hands on so you think you know the show coming in you think you know the do's and don'ts and then and then you don't at all um because the show's always changing too it's 39 seasons and and not a single season has been the same in terms of the expectations i think i think the expectations start out one way and then you look back on the season like oh that's what that season was that was a great you know sarah palin was a thing and that's what that season was about or um we had six new people and it was that season was about finding out where they kind of what what they're capable of and what their voice is you know so i also sort of fight against any labeling like i go like oh you're gonna be the this and i go no i'm not i'm only i'll only write the opposite of that and then um find out that you know there's only so much that you can control um before you cling to your security blanket like oh you do good impressions maybe you're the impression no i'm not and then you know a month goes by and you're not on the show like i have an impression (laughs) and that's what gets on the air you know um yeah it's uh it's there's I have two relationships. I have the relationship of my work. Like I work on SNL. I know I write on the seventeenth floor. I rehearse and perform on the eighth floor. Um and and that sketch went good. That sketch I messed up that line or oh I wish they'd pick that sketch over that one. And then I'll go home and I'll watch like I love the eighties and like yeah. SNL and then and then see the show and the relationship that I had of watching it on my couch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And being a fan. And I still go back to that. And now there's the extra wrinkle of, oh, they did that on stage 3A. Like, oh, uh-huh. I know a little bit. Like, oh, you know, Chris Kelly, the stage manager, was probably calling five seconds before yeah. that that first initial laugh. they all felt open. the same thing. There were probably more drugs back then. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they all felt the same <laughs> they thing. They probably felt just more. They, they, just, felt, they just felt more. They just felt it times yeah, a million. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. They just felt it by a lot. <laughs> yeah. But it is understandable. <clears throat> I mean, that I always thought that show was kind of my dream job when I was a kid. And then as I grew up and I got more into like, eh, I like stand up. I'm not really a sketch guy. Like yeah. when I started to realize what really kind of made me excited about about performing, I do think about that job as um, it, it feels like it, it would be pretty easy to get crushed under the weight of having to. I mean, the Sunday Company is a is a perfect training. It really is because you have yeah. to do a new show every Sunday night. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Writing new material all week. Pitching it Wednesday, putting up a new show Sunday. So I am very grateful. But stand-ups fare very well on the show because what what succeeds most often on the show are hard-written jokes. And a lot of sketch comes from character and point of view and, and attitude and energy and not necessarily set-up punchline, set-up punchline. But I think the stand-ups do, do well on Weekend update, update. I think they don't always do well... In a scene, because a lot of stand-ups are usually just a version sure, of themselves. Sure, the right, right, right. Where you don't, <clears throat> you know, guys like uh, Armisen or Will Ferrell or, yeah. or uh, Kristen, they just sort of, they really disappear into characters the way yeah, that yeah. a stand-up is. A stand-up always has an awareness that they're doing comedy. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I don't, I, to me, I feel like, you know, were I to ever be on that show, I don't think I would actually do that well unless I got to do like a desk piece where I could do like a monologue. Then I sure, feel like right. I could do okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. no one's ever going to ask me to do that. But if they did, <laughs> that's what I would. That's that's what I would yeah. do. Yeah. No. <laughs> has, I, has Kobe ever hosted? No. 
No, no, no. It's not impossible. No, it's not. That'd be amazing. It'd be cool. Yeah, it'd be cool. I'd be so disappointed if I had a light show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, honey, uh, I'm not in this. Oh, oh you like you liked Bobby Sketch. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Whatever you want. You remember at the table, I, I didn't have a part in that. But that was cool, No, it'd be awesome, and she'd be great. She's 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 a goofball. She's very pretty, but she's silly as shit. Funny. Yeah, she is. How did you guys meet? Through a friend, just like at a birthday party, like um, actor, mutual actor friends. She's Canadian, so I did a pilot with this Canadian actor, and, and they were buds. Oh, nice. Yeah. So the Pretty normal simple. way that normal people meet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stars, they're just like us. Yeah, 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 exactly. They meet each other at parties. Yeah, Cat and the Fiddle is sort of where we like first started our real flirtation. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, Roots in L.A. Oh, Cat and Fiddle. Cat and Fiddle, man. It's a wonderful been place. been good to me. It is. I haven't been there in ages. And when you don't drink, there's really no reason to go to bars. Did you go to the World's Correct. End premiere? That was at the yes. Capitol. Yeah, they had a party there. Yes, I but I didn't. Uh, we did not go to the after party. Gotcha. We did not go to the after party because I had to get up for something early the next oh, day. That's all uh, right, buddy. Well, it's just a TV show you had to get up for. Well, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, <laughs> give a shit. I don't fucking care. <laughs> party. <laughs> no, but the Cat and Fiddle is nice. I, I like a bar. I like a bar that has things to do. You can play darts. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, it's like <clears throat> get the outdoor situation happening, but it's not outdoor. There's a know. little something for everyone. Yeah. There's there is food if you want it. Yep. Yeah. It's Britishy, it's, yeah. Britishy, yes. Right, yeah. Britishish, yeah. Hey, yeah. we revolted, but it doesn't mean there isn't still love. We can all still drink together. Exactly. Come on. <clears throat> you can. sorry we sorry we kicked. Uh, sorry about the King George thing. Yeah. Have a pint. <laughs> hey, look, <laughs> Guinness. <laughs> you love Guinness. All right, lay down your arms. <laughs> um. Uh. What? How long before you? Or, oh, you. You must be in your production now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're five deep. I, f- I take the red eye tonight, uh, and then Lady Gaga's next week. Which, or uh, I don't know when this drops, but at this moment in time, reality, yes. Lady Gaga will host next. You, week. This is on, and this this we'll put this up in December to uh, promote um, the Illegitimates. Awesome, that's amazing. Which is thank a you. fucking great idea oh, for a thanks, comic. Buddy. Thank do you know, you so do much. know the idea for the Illegitimates? No, but I'm gonna read it because he <laughs> was nice enough to. Bring yeah, yeah, us yeah. Copy. Here's here's you. the idea. It's basically a James Bond character i'm already on board and it's all of the it's like a bunch of the illegitimate children of the women that he <laughs> fucked around the world who yeah. basically get called and brought together so it's all these love it because he's yeah. fucked a lot of them and you never the see time. the aftermath every movie and yeah. i don't ever see him go stop and then pull out a condom exactly that you right. gave him in a watch exactly right so Usually, you'd think he'd have his tubes tied i don't want to poke holes in your theories <laughs> Oh, you think <laughs> you, you 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 think that uh, after, gelded? You think after Bond is... after uh, after Tracy died? I feel like he was like. Well, you know what? I'll bet you they. I bet you there is. I bet you in that reality they probably would. They would probably sterilize a double O, right? Don't you think so that maybe. they couldn't? I don't. Know. I mean, are you worried about him siring? Or are you more worried about disease, though? So what does? I no, think... I'm worried about. I think they'd be worried about creating emotional ties and siring. Interesting. You know? Mm. Yeah. So you're going to have to right, go I'm back and read up. Thanks, guys. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's been two years of development, but that's what's great about the collaborative process is there's always room for improvement. Thank you guys so much. Watch SNL on uh, Channel 4 NBC Los Angeles or check your uh, local cable provider Actually, for Actually, we listings. found some holes in SNL as well. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. All right. Well, it's been a good run. 39 years deep. This is a, um, this is a fucking awesome idea for a comic. Oh, and thanks, it's, it's at IDW, and Chris Ryle is yeah. fucking awesome. He's, he's a smart man. He's been fantastic. Fantastic! He's been so helpful, and they really do yeah. some. They do such innovative. They take chances, and they do. Like I'm a he's, big Lock and Key fan. <gasps> and yeah, 
Huge, I know. It's it's somewhere. That's Joe Hill's comic. Did you read Lock and Key? Mm, yeah, it's fucking great. But yeah. it's in. It was in development, or they did a TV movie or something. And they then did it, a pilot. They did a I pilot, think. and then and yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking to Chris about that actually. Chris and Ted Adams, uh, owner of the company, has also been great. And I don't think they had a great process, so they just launched their own studio. Are they going to make it? Uh, Lock and Key. Yeah, I I would guess so. I don't know. Hold on, give me give me five minutes. Hang on a sec. I'll be right back. Dun, 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 dun. Well, um, hang on, before you do that, the problem with lock and key. Sure, is... sure, sure. Okay. <laughs> I um, mean, this is a uh, but illegitimate is such a great idea for. I mean, this is a fucking great idea for like a comedy spy thriller thing. Yeah, it, I, it, yes. It, this is the stakes are very sincere. It's definitely the launching off point. It comes with a sense of humor, and there's sense of humor within it, but we didn't want to do Austin Powers or right. even Cody Banks or anything. Right. So uh, very quickly, we move away from our Bond-type <laughs> character. even Cody Banks. <laughs> I'm glad you laughed at that, because I wanted to do that, but I didn't feel right about it for some reason. No one has said those words in like seven years. Yeah. Or, or it's not even a Cody, Cody Banks. Banks. I saw that in the theater. I feel like that's yeah. implied with... With most pitches, that it's not even a Cody <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Cody you, you'd be surprised ha- in in pitching it originally. Some like, would say how? Johnny English or in like Flint, but no, you went Agent <laughs> Cody. Banks. Yeah, Agent Cody Banks. That's so fucking funny. Yeah. Um, so how, how many how many issues did you guys? Uh... We're we're in production with six right now, and if it does well, we hope it's ongoing. So four is being inked, five's nice. being written. Right now. Nice. So how's how has the experience been of uh, of making a comic? Um, uh, this like it's the next dream. I I decided to really spoil myself with this life dream. and just partake in yeah, seeing another dream come to fruition. Um, my first season on SNL, I was riding in the subway and see this lovely young family, uh, similar to mine, a father, a mother, and a daughter. Uh, we locked eyes. He said, hey, aren't you on SNL? And I said, yes, I am. He said, you're married to Kobe Smulders. And I said, yes. He said, how'd you do that? And I said, <laughs> all right. Uh, and we got to talking. I said, and I said, she's like, she came to our offices. And I was like, where do you work? He's like, I work at DC Comics. And for Father's Day the year before, she surprised me with a tour of the DC offices, oh, which was awesome. Nice. And I was like, I was on that tour. And he's, I was like, what do you do? He's like, oh, I'm Mike Martz. I edit Batman comics. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, this is so awesome. This is such, this is the coolest New York moment ever. That's great. To be recognized as an SNL featured player and meet the editor of Batman comics. Um, and kept in touch with him and started a friendship. And then about a year later said, hey, I have this idea. I've been trying to get off the ground. And, and I wrote this with Mark Andreco, who's a comic book writer. He's doing Batman, Batwoman right now, uh, and I said uh, I, I'd been going to him for a while. Like, hey, can you help me get the make you know make this a reality? And and uh, our schedules just never synced up. But with the job and with a little cash inflow and with the connections, I decided to kind of pull the trigger. And I produced the first issue. I produced all of them out of pocket. IDW's publishing, but uh, once we had the first one done, we we shopped it around to different publishers. And wow, that's really that's really cool. It's pretty. It's been pretty amazing to write down you know they fight on top of a train and kevin sharp our artist draw it a million <laughs> times better than i ever imagined it, it it's it's the coolest collaborative process I've, I've ever been a part of what did you learn what did i learn um oh my gosh so much so much that uh i would say the first few issues i had like um guilt in that, like, coveting the skill of, of, of illustration of, like, man, he did that. 
uh, I didn't want to note anything, you know. But then uh, there's a few panels that kind of came back to bite us in the butt that we that we figured out later. And learned that in the process, like, no, you got to say if, that the hand should be on this button because, you know, it, there's there's important um, story points, stuff like that. And uh, and also that because it's such a visual medium, my favorite pages are always the ones that have fewer panels on it, too. Yeah. So, like, coming from sketch or coming from TV or film where you're writing out everything and it's back and forth and it's a whole conversation, really figuring out how can you express story just through visuals with as little dialogue as possible. And which has been really fun. Which is a challenging because if you're, like you said, if you're a writer, yeah. then you want to explain everything. If you're typing on a computer, you want to explain everything with words because exactly. you're not thinking, oh, then they could probably do something with this to right. drive it forward. Maybe this person's stealing that important artifact in the background and that takes care of that scene. You know what I mean? It's just sort of an aside. It's It's been so much fun. So they're all, so the first six are all written and they're, they're yes. just in the process. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. nice. You're just done. It's kind of out of. It's almost. Yeah. It's mostly out of your hands at this point, right? Yeah. You still, you still have to do some editing. You'll still have to look at the. But, exactly. But yeah, it, yeah. But it really, it's just, just feel like you gave birth to like a like some kind of brain baby. That's no matter what happens. It's it's some. It's one of the things I'm most proud of, and and probably will be ever. I think because it was just sort of like elbow grease and a dream, you know. Um, and it, and I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. It's nice to kind of like being that we're six deep to go back to one. And, and when they did this first printing, this is the New York Comic Con um, exclusive uh, and have that in my hand and flip through the pages as oh, I yeah. do every Wednesday on other titles that I love. Yeah. It was, it's, it's incredible. Well, I think it's always cool for people who when people discover that there's another layer to someone that they see. Mm. I think they. I think people always really sort of appreciate that. They go, "Oh, that guy wrote." Oh shit! You know, yeah, like, that they yeah. really like to see that you do other things. I hope so, because I, I mean, being a, f- a comic fan, I knew the sort of uphill battle that I had of being like, "I'm a TV sketch performer, and I'm gonna write a comic." You know what I mean? Of like, no, I, I'm, I have roots in this, and I love this storytelling, and, and it's definitely you know my my maiden attempt. But uh, I hope there will be others, and. Uh, and and this this is literally my passion and, and and even in the process of getting it done and people saying oh are you pitching it in other platforms i've i've sincerely pushed against that because yeah. the goal for me is to walk into a store and see this on shelves and then after that have people actually enjoy it i think we <clears throat> stress more about the what people will think like oh you're on this thing you can't do that thing too yeah. i mean there's always a there, there's always an element of that i think yeah but i think it's not as bad as you th- think it's going to be yeah hopefully and, not and the work speaks for itself you know yes. like you, if as long as you keep producing these and eventually people will go oh okay oh yeah i guess he really does do this thing okay yeah, fine yeah, yeah. you know it's like legitimate. They, yeah. yeah yeah i think yeah. it really is just to keep doing it yeah have you ever written comics uh, I've never written. I've helped Jerry write some Deadpool's. Nice, uh, awesome for Marvel. Jerry Duggan. Uh, Jerry Duggan and I shared an office for a little while over at the Nerdist Channel, uh, and then I would write fake letters to them. And whenever I would see my name printed in the Deadpool books, I would just get really excited. That's amazing. Just to see your name in a comic book. It's pretty neat. It's the yeah. best thing in the world. Yeah, it really is. And then also, I buy, I buy some comic art here and there when I can. When I see it come up, I got a couple of pages from uh, Grant Morrison's Ripped. Nice. Oh, wow. wow. Uh, and that's a Tony Daniels' artwork, and it's fucking beautiful. Yeah. Almost thought you were going to say Tony Danza. Yeah, Tony Danza's artwork. Hey, He's got this other. Check out my comic book. <laughs> Angela, Angela. Mad. Angela, should I ever. Mad. I got a cell for you. <laughs> I used to work at Hanna Barbera. <laughs> 
I used to animate Fred Flintstone's feet. They'd keep his body still and just animate. Best job in the world. Angela, I can't get these hands right. 24 pictures on loop. I don't know what my Tony Danza is, but you get it. It almost, it almost, it almost, he almost sounds like a comic book villain. Almost, you know who it sounds like? You'll, you'll, it sounds like Mike Goldman to me. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, DK. How do you, hey. how do you know Mike? We were repped by oh. Mike and Kaylee. You and I were there at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we had a couple hang sessions in Kaylee's office, I remember. Right, 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 right. And one in particular where you just had like the most bummery commercial audition, it sounded like, and you just, you went to Taco Bell and just had a ton of Taco Bell food. And you're this just is like, making I'm Matt just, very happy. I'm just done. I'm just done. Like, it's just like, I drive 45 minutes and it's like, you stand there and they're like, for eight seconds, it's worthless. Crunch. <laughs> yep, I remember. It was probably a double-decker taco. Nicely done, Which sir. were really good because you'd have the hard-shell taco yeah. and then and the, the beans and then the soft shell so, so you'd get the oh, two. There's very little they do wrong. Yeah, they perfected the it, the whole thing with the Crunchwrap Supreme. <laughs> that's right. I, I, I'm i sorry I didn't remember that for a second. No, and we right. actually did talk about that a little bit at Comic-Con, too. Yeah. yeah that was at uh, Toll and Robbins. Right. <clears throat> when, when they had, I don't know if they still have a management wing, but um, yeah, I th- that was right around the time when I, I kind of thought... It's behind you know, the library. The, 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 uh, the, uh, <laughs> this commercial audition thing probably isn't for me because I didn't yeah, have yeah, the yeah. temperament for it, and I never got hired. Yeah. When, when was the when what when would that when did that happen? Two thousand two thousand one. Yeah, okay, yeah. so drunk Hardwick. It was still drunk Hardwick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't yeah, imagine. Really... I can't imagine sober Hardwick plowing down a Taco Bell situation. No, no. not unless they want to sponsor the Nerdist no, podcast. Man. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but until then, enjoy, no. I mean, enjoy I will, your burrito. It's a perfect marriage. I will gladly undo the ability to sleep on the tray. (laughs) (laughs) They just send us over some Doritos tacos, which I've yet to taste. I I haven't either. Have you had a Doritos taco yet? Yeah. How is it? Dorito-y and taco-y. (laughs) Absolutely named. It is what it says it is. Exactly (laughs) what you want. They deliver. If you, Taco Bell, if you're listening and you'd like to send some tacos over, we're uh, located at Meltdown Comics on Sunset Boulevard. And if not, Chipotle, listen guys. Come on. Enjoy a burrito. Come on. How many times have we we not had a sponsorship at some point from somebody making burritos? There must be some. I don't know. Because we could always say, enjoy your... Chipotle burrito. I don't yeah. know if people would be too cool change with that. Change it out. Just change it up every week. You know, it would be like the Dana Carvey show. Oh, see, we could make it funny. <laughs> Brought to you by oh, A&W. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've talked about Anna's Taqueria at length in Boston. Yeah, and they won't even fucking follow me back on Twitter. You know, many, you know how many people I've sent in that goddamn store? <laughs> Matt's making a list. He's I making had, a mental list. I had recently the best, like, name drop payoff of like a brand, we did this video called Boy Dance Party and and put Shake Shack in there. And I don't know if you guys have oh, had Shake Shack. Yeah. The line's always too fucking long. It's crazy because it's that delicious, yeah. that good. Yeah. They sent like a literally like a dining room table full uh, of food the next Tuesday. It was. We'll fantastic. take it, guys. Come on. The perks. Send it over. We'll take yeah. it. Zanku Chicken, are you listening? What's in- your favorite burrito? What's your favorite Mexican food in L.A.? Oh, God, that's tough. In there's... L.A., Frank's on Fairfax, right by the Writer yeah. Guild uh, oh, awesome. West. Okay. Uh, get their chili rano is great. Awesome. Uh, their breakfast burritos are out of this world. Wow. Oh, I ate at one. Um, there was one good one on Oliveira Street, but I can't remember the name of it. The uh, sit down, like the yeah. really authentic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know it is. Awesome. I can't remember I the like, name of that one. So good. What about the best fish tacos in Ensenada? I don't like fish tacos. Well, oh. listen, I just like the name. Okay, good. <laughs> they, call, they literally call their store the best fish tacos. Oh, that's the name of Ensenada. Yeah, the whole store. Yeah. No, no, no. You're huh? misunderstanding. This isn't the ranking. It's just the name <laughs> of the store. No one says we can't call it that. <laughs> you guys watch Nathan for you, yeah? 
No, what? Uh, Nathan no. for you? you? You don't know Nathan for you on Comedy Central? I haven't seen it. You guys got to see it. The guy, the guy's brilliant. Uh, Nathan, I'm blanking on his last name. It's so funny. He's basically like a like a business major who now is going to help businesses. But it's a oh, comedy I've show. Oh, I've seen the promos for that. It's yeah, so yeah, yeah. funny. It's so funny. And one he does is like. He finds like a a burger place in the valley in like Van Nuys that says like LA's best ver- burger, and he goes, "Great, I'm gonna help you, you know, sort of uh, get the word out there because I think that's their only problem. If you have the best burger, the only thing holding you back is that people don't realize yours is the best. So they go on a radio station, and <laughs> it's like Kiss FM or whatever, and they're like, uh, for four hours we're gonna be giving out burgers." Uh, and if it's not the best burger you've had, we will give you your money back. Or, or no, we'll give you $100, I think, or something like that. And you see this sweet little like burger shop owner go, wait, what? Like, that can't say anything. Cause, and then outside the radio station, she's like, I just, uh, I don't know if I, if that's a good idea. And then he's like, why? What What are you worried about? It's the best burger, right? He's like, yeah, it's the best. It's the best. He's like, well, then you have nothing to worry about. And he ends oh. up. The guy's so stressed. He's like, I'll tell you what. I'll put my money on the line. It won't be your money. <laughs> and then just the parade starts of people going, it's not the best burger. <laughs> it's not the best burger I had. I just want my $100. It's not the best burger. <laughs> and Nathan, uh, Nathan sits down a couple and they're like, listen, it's, it, no, it's a very good burger. It's just not the best I've ever had. And they're like, really? All right. This has happened a lot today. <laughs> so we're going to have to let some employees go. And he brings the girl out and it's like, you need to tell her she's fired. <laughs> yeah. it, it's, and that's just one of many, many segments he does. God damn really it. Funny. I'm missing television as it's happening yeah, because yeah. I'm. It's hard. Because you're making so much you're of it? You're making it. <laughs> Well, yeah, man. I'm making, I'm making it, man. a lot of television. Yeah. You're coming on Talking Dead soon, aren't you? I want to. I was supposed to come this evening and had a prior engagement. Oh, okay. But I will anytime. What was more important than talking about zombies? Hollywood game night. Shit. <laughs> Sorry. Jay Lynch strikes I again. Know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> You've just been lynched. <laughs> she just oh. shows up with a bunch of games. Yeah. Shit. Guys, guys, yes, please. Up. She's so tall. <laughs> that's um, um, that's kind I of. I would love important. to. I was a. I mean, Walking Dead. I was a huge, huge Walking Dead comics fan. Um, so it's been it's been interesting watching the series happen. Yeah, well, there's. Are you still reading the Walking Dead comics? I'm still reading. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. still. I, I, I don't have enough patience to wait uh, yeah. until the collections come out. Right. And so every week, well, I don't want to spoil anything. There's one character that I really want to fucking die. Yeah. And every week I think it's about to happen. <laughs> and you read the thing in like three minutes. Yeah. You're like, God damn it. Come on. What are they going to kill this fucking guy? What are they going to kill this fucking guy? Yeah, but can't you just see Kirkman's face just smiling oh, man. every yeah, time he doesn't do it? You're too close it. to the source now. He knows that. Like, he's probably just fucking with you. Well, he is. And, and, he, and he has a really, his attitude about it is I'm like, when are you going to fucking kill this guy? And he was like, Get the fuck over it! Like he just—he <laughs> just openly mocks me. I yeah, love that guy. he just openly mocks me. It's funny. I got a. T- <laughs> Did I talk about this in the podcast? I got a. T- I got a text from Kirkman a couple weeks ago, and it said. Well, this is the, maybe I did talk about this. If the, if I talked about this, cut it out, Katie. Um, they don't mind hearing a story again. Some the way do. you tell things, it's so entertaining. All right. Oh, oh my god. See, that sounded sarcastic. <laughs> and then you turned and laughed <laughs> at Taryn, like you were t- t- making him to get in on it. Um, but I got a text from Kirkman that said, "Wow, that was about as awkward as Talking Dead last week," referring to the Marilyn Manson episode. Oh, and I was wow. like, "Yeah, it was kind of awkward." And he wrote back and he was like, "Whoops, that was supposed to be for Scott Kimball." <laughs> 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 Something had happened. I wonder what that situation yeah, awesome. was. What? Like, I wonder what was as awkward as the Talking Dead. Like, I wonder what. 
I don't know. I don't know. It was some sort I of. A, I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't ask. I was like, well, you know. Uh, and he was like, oh no, man, great job. And I'm like, yeah, well. But uh, it, it was just funny that I that, that I caught that. And he was like, oh, your yeah. texts were right next to each other. Sorry about that. That's amazing. <laughs> but as awkward as that episode was, it will. Uh, if you know the People show, it. it will go down in as our most talked about episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. What? What? Have there been any moments on SNL that? were unintentional, like, oh, well, I guess that's the thing they're going to talk about now, forever. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, like, big deal. Uh, I'm trying to think. You, you you write everything hoping that they'll talk about all of it. So there's there's never, like, a surprise of, like, wait, that's what people enjoyed? Um, but I will say most often, whatever is the writer's or performer's favorite is is the one that people do not like <laughs> at home. Like, that's almost, that's a consistent guarantee yeah. for the most part. The ones part. that you're the you're most the one excited you're like, This of- is brilliant. This is awesome. No one has ever sketched like this. <laughs> and it's like, seen it. Like, wait, what? That's what happens in stand-up. When yeah. you like a joke too much, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like what's happening is that it is too inside your own brain. Sure, And sure. other people just don't have a way in. So when you're like, I yeah. cannot wait to drop this comedy napalm on but the that's, audience. Yeah. That's also what makes watching the Sklar Brothers so fascinating. What? Because there's not a reference that either of them don't get. So when they're when they're riffing off of each other, when Randy yeah. and Jason are riffing off of each other, there's nowhere they can go that the other one can't immediately be right behind them. Oh yeah, totally. It's, yeah, uh, that's they're brilliant. one. They're one they're so brain. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Really funny. You didn't do? Did you ever do stand up? You did stand up? No, just I tried once. Uh, my buddy Brian Callen got me yeah, to no, try Brian. once. Do you know Brian? Yeah, of course. He got me to try once in the attic of the Westwood Bruco. And it of was course. it was miserable. <laughs> it was awful. It was like three people. Yeah, I Not went anymore. on at like quarter yeah. to two. It was it was rough. Brian Callen. Well, I did yeah. Mad TV in 1996. Did you really? I did a guest spot. Oh, did they you? Did, they did it. There's not a single outfit. lady on Sunset that doesn't know Brian Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh... <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, they did this thing. Uh, Ozark Mountain singled out. Amazing. And of course, the brother ended up with the sister. That was sure, that was perfect. the function of this. But it was. Uh, did Blaine it was... write that? He might have. Yeah. I think Blaine and Patton were on the show at that time. Oh, funny. But it was, um, it was uh, who was on? It uh, uh, Brian Callen, Artie Lang, Nicole Sullivan. Phil, probably Phil Lamar. Phil Lamar, Deborah Wilson. Season one, yeah. right? I mean, Season yeah. one or two. Yeah. Might I have been really Artie made it into two. Really? No, I think he wanted out way before that. Then I guess it was. Then, then I guess it was season, season one. Got yeah. arrested in the parking lot. The, o- the other person on the show was uh, Barry Williams, TV's Greg Brady. Amazing. So that was a that was a fun experience. <laughs> wow. That might be on the internet somewhere. It's got to be. That sounds exciting. It was fun. Yeah. It was really fun. I didn't really have to do anything other than play myself, but then I got to be like, "We, I'm doing sketch comedy." I wasn't doing sketch comedy. Yeah, yeah. I was really yeah. playing myself. I was really <laughs> fucking playing myself. There's a Blaine was telling me a story about when they were doing the pilot for Mad TV, and they're all sitting around, and, and David Cross was there, because he worked on the pilot as well, oh, and wow. they were talking about uh, Nicole Sullivan's character, the um, the beauty uh, lady. I don't know if you remember. She was just like she, I'm was, sorry. Uh, is it? Like, it was like uh, wasn't there one who was a nurse? Yeah, but there, this was the she did this character that was like a, worked at a beauty counter. Okay, uh, it was like a cosmetologist or whatever, and uh, you know, and then just whatever her inflection was, that was the character. And everybody at the table's laughing, and then the EP goes, uh, "Does anybody have any notes or questions about this?" And then <laughs> David Cross goes, uh, "Yeah." It's not so much a character as it is just a character trait. <laughs> and then, and then uh, the EP just goes, 
All right, moving on. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, you man. are watching Matt TV. Well, that's got to be Joe. Cross that's got to be his just name post. Show. Post. The, Mr. Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, pre. Oh, it's pre. Right before. Yeah, okay. yeah that, that was 95, 96. Hey, maybe you should have listened to that guy then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, but I think you um, can see like the sensibility of Mr. Show was not really sure. the sensibility. No. Of, the sensibility of Mad TV, from what I hear, was just uh, they everything they every character or in every sketch they wanted to turn into a movie. They wanted right. it to be something they could turn into a movie. Did they ever do that? No, no they never. never did. No, I I did half a season on Mad TV <gasps> and. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right out of college. I went to UCLA. And Me then, too. Yeah. What do we talk about Guys, this be before? best friends. Have I, don't know, I don't know if we've addressed the UCLA thing. Okay, finish your Mad TV story, and then we'll talk about the eight clap. Uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right out of freshman year, hired half a season. So I did, like, 13 episodes. And I got hired with Bobby Lee and Catherine Fiore. And, like, it was a weird thing where when you get hired as a featured, you're hired for four episodes. And then if they like you, they'll like they'll and and not like in a row. So like I did like two in October and one in November and one in December, something like that. And then they'll pick you up for the back nine. Um, and I just I, I was talking to Phil Lamar about this recently, and I remember hearing at that time like it it was just chaos. Like I had no idea. Also, I was in way over my head. I was so underprepared, and a lot of people that I liked and respected had come from the Groundlings, and that's what led me to it. Like after I did Mad TV, I started taking classes at Groundlings. Um, but it was just like there there was three heads there was like a there was like a head an EP and then a head writer and then like these three come like, kind of like like ever present producers but se- seemingly just from a financial standpoint so there's so many chefs there's just so many chefs and cast and writers were uh kind of kept separate too um but i always remember like people saying it, it it was said a few times like well you think it's tough here it's it's even worse at snl and that is so not true it's <laughs> 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 just not the truth it's just 100 percent not well true. we tell ourselves maybe at the time offer. who knows maybe the maybe time. at the time maybe at, yeah, very true yeah, so yeah. let's talk let's talk about ucla what yeah what did you, you s- see la ucla fight fight fight, fight 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 cool um i went for musical theater uh-huh North Campus. And yeah, McGowan Hall, a lot of, lot of classes in McGowan. And then uh, stayed at Hitch Suites mm-hmm. my freshman year. Oh, you got the uh, suites. I got the suite. I wanted my life to be saved by the bell of college years there were as a much couple, as possible. There were dorms, then there were a couple of buildings that were actually like suites. Yeah. They were like apartments, Yeah, which were different than dorms. I never had on-campus housing because there was a shortage. They had to build other structures yeah, yeah, yeah. after I left. Right. Um, were, uh, was Dykstra or what? Sun, yeah. Sunset? Dykstra Hall. Dykstra. Nice. Is that named after Chloe's dad? I don't think so. Oh. I don't think so. But uh, my girlfriend's last name is Dykstra. Oh, okay. Is um, it named after Lenny Dykstra? <laughs> it was. Not, I don't know who it was named. Popular for. baseball player, terrible <laughs> businessman, Lenny Dykstra. <laughs> so where did you stay? Were you Sproul? No, I didn't. Um, oh, you didn't get any housing. Didn't get any housing. I oh, basically got. I, I stayed. I I commuted from Pasadena the first year oh, where my parents wow. lived, which was not fun. Ambitious. And then um, yeah, I missed a lot of class that year. And then uh, eight a.m. class. No. You always 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 felt like. I'll do 8 a.m. class, and I'm really going to hunker down and really... And yeah, then yeah. In, in practical application, I, I never made those classes. But um, <laughs> uh, but I think Dykstra Hall was the first hall I ever did stand-up in. Because oh, we yeah? were at with oh, the wow. UCLA Comedy Club. We had a little comedy stand-up comedy group, and we used to do dorm shows. And I think Dykstra Hall was the first time, which was right across from Hitch Suites. First place I ever went up awesome. was that shitty Bruco. Was it? <laughs> Western Brewing yeah. Company. 
it was, wasn't shit. There was, was like awesome. two. There's like two rooms. There's one where like it was kind of a legitimate stage, and then there was yeah, that and then like the side room. Yeah, yeah, the little yeah, annex yeah. space. Oh, too. and I don't mean the show. The people that ran it, and it was fun, but yeah, yeah, it yeah. was just shitty to be. Yeah, upstairs. The last time I Drunk ever drank alcohol yeah. was at the Bruco show. Oh yeah, really? Mm-hmm. Oh wow! I'd always walk in October on October seventh, two thousand three. <gasps> oh, I remember the date. Man. Well, you should. Yeah, I that's guess huge. <laughs> that's huge. You know, there's like a whole process <laughs> about big, remembering it's a big what deal. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, and then October eighth, I quit drinking in honor of Matt Damon and Hillary Swank's birthday. <laughs> I don't know why I know that. Oh, I do know why I know that. Because when I first quit drinking, not that we're talking, I'm sorry we're talking about me now, but when I first quit drinking, I had a calendar on my wall, and I would cross off each day that I didn't drink. What mm-hmm. calendar would you what have What was the calendar? Yeah, would say Hillary Swank or Matt Damon's birthday on it. <laughs> oh, my God. Is it was it celebrity the, um, birthday calendar? <laughs> it was the celebrity birthdays of people who would be the male or female counterparts of each other calendar. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> and so Same teeth. I like it. All right. Strong jaw. Same teeth. Listen, you. I could totally see uh, Matt Damon in Million Dollar Baby or Boys Don't Cry. Sure. Yeah. yeah or or vice yeah, versa. Or Hillary Swank could have been in the Born Identity. Incredible talents, both of them. Both of them. Yeah. And they're and swappable. Gen- genderly swappable. Yeah, both fantastic. Easily. Especially in gender swapping genders. roles. Yes, of course they could be. Either one of them, they could have both been in Mrs. Doubtfire in either easy, one. Easy. And it would have worked. <laughs> it would have worked. Um, Why would you mess with perfection? I'm not. I'm not saying I'm going to remake Mrs. Doubtfire with Hillary Swank or Matt Damon. But you're not saying you're not. No, but I think Mrs. Doubtfire should have gone on to be like a a CIA operative or something. (laughs) Don't you think so? The the man was just a. uh, a, a Isn't that the master of disguise? He was just a voiceover. Kind of. Yeah. I saw that in the theater too. (laughs) Right before he kills someone. Uh, Master Disguise, like, on paper, I was like, oh, fuck, Dino Stamatopoulos, uh, Dana Carvey is going to be, like, yeah. the best movie ever. Oh, Master yeah. of Disguise. Yeah. yeah fucking, there's, like, 20-minute scene of Brent Spiner's character farting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Turtle. Turtle. Yeah. Turtle. <laughs> uh, they tried. So yeah. you studied musical theater. You were in North yeah. Campus. Yep. I was all over that campus. I did a little South Campus for a while, and then I did awesome. mid. I settled in Dodd Hall in the philosophy. Yeah, I never oh, met cool. a hydrant who didn't come on at, at the North Campus. <laughs> a what? A what? A hydrant. Hydrants, hydrants, come they're on? still mutant hydrant babies wandering. <laughs> I think you said a hydra. Hydra babies. It was like I don't know why hydra. he took it. Oh, that guy. That guy. Your enzyma is still loose. Yeah, on. The hydra. You'd fuck a hydra. Yeah, sure. Well, just to who say you fuck did. Fuck a hydra. <laughs> yeah. Which Karen, you'd fuck a hydra, right? Mythical creature hydra. Yeah. More mouths to fuck. Yeah, seriously, you could fuck all the mouths. Yeah. Yeah, you could come like nine times on a Hydra. Guys, we could all do it. It wouldn't be gay. Seriously. Do the same Hydra. You get a different experience. Some Hydra heads swallow, other ones spit it out in your face. It's like you get a little mix it up a little bit. You mix it up a you little bit. You don't kiss him in the mouth, you cut the head off, and then you got three more master fucks. <laughs> One mouth suck your cock, another mouth go around look your butthole. Hey, Come on. You know, it's good. It's good. You fuck that Hydra? We got like Perseus is sword or something, you know what I mean? You cut the throat. Piece of cake. <laughs> Yo, we're going to, going to that party on Friday, right? I heard it's going to be a Hydra there. Oh, oh, oh shit. shit. <laughs> I don't like Kappa Kappa uh, Delta. Their Hydra's a priss, yeah, but this man, one over here. Broods. You are watching the those, like, steel turtlenecks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was... So- the, hy- the Hydra orgy. That, now that's got to be a Man, thing. It's got to be. It. We'll uh, make I'm it sure there'll be There's got to be some flash animation. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna, okay. We can go so to Bento we, Box. I'll do it on the cheap. <laughs> here, 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 here's the sketch. Here's the sketch. Okay. There's like a fraternity on Mount Olympus. Mm. Great. <laughs> this so, is basically just like it. a frat party, but it's a What's frat guy's... the theme of the what? frat party? <laughs> <laughs> it's a toga party. But we do togas every day. I know. 
pantsuit party. This is gonna catch on. This is huge. Pantsuit, 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 pantsuit. <laughs> oh god damn it. Fun. See? Really fun. There we go. So you could so take much. that to work oh, next yeah, week? I would, you know, you me, could you're you gonna, could oh, you're gonna see a gaga hydra. <laughs> gaga hydra. Mark my words. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, do you already now? That's so, just what she wears to the dress rehearsal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh sorry, for the musical performance. She's wearing a hydra costume. Hey, by the way, I do yeah. want to I I glossed over it, but I think it is in so admirable and respectable. That you are spending time with your family tonight instead of doing a television show. That well, you, no, it's no, Hollywood I'm doing a, diff- game night. a different. I'm doing a different it's television. Jane show. Lynch's oh, television. Man. I program. thought you the were worst. just spending time with your family. No, no. Oh, Terry. I, well, I am because my wife's doing it with me. Oh, so. there you go. Oh, there there you go. go. Okay. That's cool, right? Oh, yeah. that's a loophole. Does that uh, have an after show? Please, let's do it. <laughs> Talking game meet, night. Meet, meet him on the Radford line. Now, when you were trying to get to get them to guess Aaron Paul McCartney, uh, <laughs> you went for Breaking Bad because it's more topical. But but and yet Paul McCartney is an icon. I would have done something with Beatles. You know, it's a great it's a great. Point. My love um, does it good, bitch. <laughs> bitch. Today, uh, are you you're taping that tonight? Yeah. Uh, do they tell you what games you're going to be playing no. beforehand? Okay. No. Oh, by the way, Emeth, fucking hilarious. So great, right? Fucking yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He he literally flew from us to you. Oh, it's like he left the show and hopped on a plane to pick up the people from the airport in the in the RV and come do the. the He's after an animal, show. man. I don't know how he does it that Aaron. Man, I don't know. But the thing that the thing that's so great about him is that he's genuinely not. He doesn't have any an ounce of of like meh whatever. It's no. an, like he's so excited. Yeah. And yeah. like he, you know, he knows like he knows that people want him to say like hey bitch, and yeah, he fucking yeah, yeah, does yeah. it. Yeah. And he's delighted that they're delighted. And like yeah. he's just so he's so excited about it that that makes me like him even more that he appreciates. Totally. You know. Yeah. Because with a fucking closet full of Emmys and like he fucking you know he could totally yeah. be like I'm over it now. Totally. Why would he put him in his closet? Yeah. I don't know. I'd put an Emmy closet out on the mantle. That's it. An Emmy I mean, closet. A coffee table. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just waiting to move a Batman statue. I guess. Right? Emmy up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can paint it. Yeah. It, yeah. It's the Batman statue painted gold with the, with the wings the taped on holding the globe. <laughs> Emmy spelled Emmy with one M. That's right. <laughs> so are you already thinking about, do you have stuff brewing in the back of your head for this next week? Yeah, but that means nothing. <laughs> that means that means absolutely nothing. You, uh, we have pitch on Monday, so you need to have one to two ideas just to pitch out loud to her and and say, oh, you doing the hydra? You're a, at a Mount Olympus <laughs> pantsuit party and you're a hydra. So that they can, I guess. Wait, now that I'm saying out loud, I guess it's a, like r- run idea? a train on you. I don't, <laughs> wait a Never mind. Um, but yeah, you do that, and then Tuesday you kind of sit down with writers or by yourself sometimes and. And uh, start typing away. But everybody, writers and cast, each person can submit two sketches oh, that cool. are their idea. Who's uh, who's hosting next week? It's Lady, Lady Gaga. Gaga. Oh, it we, is Lady we Gaga. Gaga. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no, he said Gaga. I didn't realize that she was actually. Well, she's a triple yeah. threat. She, yeah, I don't. She's hosting. Know and she's what music. The third yeah. one is. Oh, she's hosting and music. Yeah, yeah. styling. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's her third threat. Causes. 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 She loves causes. Good causes. Yeah. yeah. Is she funny? <laughs> I think. so. So you sound I like what probably Lauren said right, in an right, office. Right. Yeah, exactly. Is she That's funny. funny. Yeah, she did one sketch when Timberlake hosted a season or two ago, and she was great in it. She's playing herself, but she was great. She, good timing. Cool. Gives me hope. 
Yeah, I I think the the most interesting part about that would be having celebrities come in, but then not really knowing like what their buttons or sensitive parts are. Absolutely. So you you just kind of pitch something and hope they're not like, what yeah. did you just say to me? Totally. Ultimately, you want them to make fun of themselves. Exactly. So it's it's sort of a dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, and and it's definitely happened where people have crossed the line <laughs> at pitch. Are you serious? Yeah. It's okay, sure without happened. naming any names. Um. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, God. <laughs> There was one pitched. There's one like, oh man, this is hard. This is hard without revealing. You don't have to say who it is. Yeah, Uh, yeah, but like in the reveal, like a a pitch of somebody's movie, and you could tell it was a movie that they weren't proud of, and the response was just, "Wait, what?" And then everyone immediately going trying to figure out how to back. And the host always checks in with Lauren because they've just been hanging out with Lauren, so that's kind of the only connection they have, unless they know somebody on the show. So I'm like, what? You know, and then it's on you to go like, no, not that one. Um, an idea where you're a, you know, stoner giraffe. Okay, here's what you have to do in the pitch office. You have yeah. to have a breakaway window <laughs> exactly. that goes out to a mattress so you can be like, I'm out of here. And then you just dive through the window. Yeah. So then you no, no. break it up with comic relief. I yeah. prefer that each writer and cast member has had a sit in specific it. spot on the wall where their cutout was yeah, already put in the silhouette. wall. <laughs> Right arm up. And they just knew where to run every time. And that celebrity has to sign (laughs) the thing. That's how Hole in the Wall started, I think. (laughs) That's how it was. Well, this was great. I I we that was that was an hour. That's it. That's so fast. It fucking goes fast. fast. That's so fast. I'm so glad. Yeah, because we got Um, to you know, I I those those fucking old days at Toll and Robbins. Yeah, man. We were both we were both just struggling young and trying to figure it out. Now older and trying to figure it out. Still trying to figure it out. Still just trying to figure out different things. But it really did seem so daunting at the time. I guess it really, the good thing for anyone listening who's just starting any type of, you know, it doesn't even have to be in the entertainment business, but I remember at that time feeling like, this is never going to work out. How could it possibly work out? There are a million people trying to do what I'm doing. How could it possibly, and the business... The business makes sure you stay in a place where you feel like it's never going to work out. Yes. So the good news is that you and I are proof that it can work out it if can. you fucking stick with it. Yeah. You're here. It's amazing. If it all goes away, I'm I'll get grateful there, for it. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> You're proof of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. You're proof, no, 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 Matt, You're proof be... of the sleep on a plane diet? I yeah. Guess? <laughs> that can... No, you got to have the reaction of... Wait, what? <laughs> like you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta have the, you just what? cross the... <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, anyway, well, this one I don't understand. We'll like... probably try to do a what up with that. I feel like if you, you know, if you go on a show like that, you, sh- you really should just emotionally be like, it's all fair game. Whatever you want to make fun of. It doesn't matter. I've done sh- some good things, and I've done a lot of shitty things, and yeah. you can make fun of whatever and, you want. And the best, the best hosts do. The, the and that's the host that the show likes because right. it's that weird thing at SNL where like the audience has ownership of it, and rightly so. And I went from being a fan of it my whole life and knowing exactly how to fix it, exactly who was funny, who wasn't, what they should do more of, what they should do less of, and being like, you know, such such a judger of the show to getting hired and being like, I was a fool! I didn't realize! <laughs> so much more goes into this! It's a beautiful process and people are working their asses off and it's really hard! And everybody's a beautiful, unique snowflake! <laughs> what are you screaming immediate. about in the corner over there? Snowflake! <laughs> snowflake! snowflake. snowflake. Then I'm trying out a character? Oh. It's kind of a, just a character trait. Okay. And, and then, then that yells, becomes like, are you going to do snowflake are you doing this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> snowflake movie. <laughs> well, listen, look, all I'm saying is, 
if you yeah. ever were going to do an after show sketch, you could play like, me. I, I, I mean, I'll take that I don't. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'll do. And then I'll it do. got really desperate at the end of the <laughs> podcast, where Hardwick was trying to You're beg his way. Choking me. <laughs> 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 You're a dead man, Valentine. <laughs> I just watched Trading Places again. I'm sorry. Oh, so good. Have you ever you've of seen? Of course it? you did. Have you ever seen? <laughs> yeah, of course I've seen Trading Places. It holds up. I will say one thing. In a lot of the comedies that I loved when I was a kid, yeah, so much more racism than would be acceptable oh, wow. now. Oh, that the gorilla Forty eight hours. Yeah. Like, oh, wa- uh, yeah. Like all, watermelon and spear yeah. chucker. It's all of crazy. it. Every bit it's of crazy. it. It's crazy. Bowfinger. No, 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 that no, one was good. What? That no. was fine. That, that, that was really fun. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but in general, trading places. Yeah. It's so funny because I was I was watching it with Chloe and then at the and, and then in the scene on the train where it's uh, Franken and Davis and I go, "Oh, that's uh, Senator Al Franken." And she was like, "What?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she didn't realize. Yeah, she doesn't understand that Al Franken isn't, was one of the great comedy Somebody's in in blackface in there, right? Is Dan Aykroyd it's in? Is Dan blackface? Aykroyd? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, how else is he going to trade places? Sure, sure, sure. Well, because right. he would recognize... Every one of those movies when they had SNL people on, yeah. there was always the part where you're like, and then, of course, I got to go into crazy characters. Yeah, right, but right. But, of right. course, but, right. you know, I watched that and reasoned, okay, yes, I'm slightly uncomfortable that he is in full blackface. Yeah. But but Clarence Beaks would have recognized him otherwise, you guys. For sure, for sure. That's what I say every time I watch a day at the races, and the Marx Brothers get in blackface to hide from the people looking for them. <laughs> oh, no. A day at the races. Races. Oh, I see. You see the subtle oh, undertone. That's really what they were talking about. Vaudeville is layered. is layered. They were saying this is uh. wrong. So uh, The Illegitimates comes out December 18th, I think. Yes, sir. Um, on IDW, and uh, you absolutely should pick it up, and you should watch Taron kill him and, uh, and hug him. And uh, you know what? Next time Thanks, I see buddy. Kobe, I'm going to be like, how did you fucking land that guy? Thank you, sir. Seriously. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's so good to see you, and congratulations really for everything. Thank you for having me. You're the nicest, sweetest dude in the world, and it's been That's so cool great to, to watch all of the stuff happening. Thanks, man. So, Thank you. Same right back at you. Best of luck, And Matt, sir. you'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Someday. If Jonah were here, he'd be Someday. on the floor. <laughs> oh. Enjoy your burrito, everyone. Chipotle. <clears throat> Or Anna's. I mean, anybody, really. But Anna's is regional. I mean, like Chipotle okay. or Taco Bell. or I even would have said El, at one point Baja Fresh. But... El Tarasco in, in Manhattan Beach is my favorite Mexican food restaurant. El Tarasco? Yeah. What Rosecrans, Manhattan almost, Beach. You almost didn't tell us. You almost didn't ask. I think that's the way I knew. <laughs> didn't ask. Yeah, it was my fault. It was bad host. Well, bad host. You know, AV Club says a lot of things, Chris. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> that's the fucking Hydra I want to fuck every mouth of. <laughs> I'm gonna shut this one up and Sweet. shut that uh, one up. Uh, but they're so good at reviewing content. <clears throat> yeah. Enjoy your burrito, everyone. Hydra. Hydra. Now leaving nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. This episode of the Nerdist Podcast is brought to you by Stamps.com. Go to Stamps.com, click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Nerdist for a $110 bonus offer, including a digital scale and $55 of free postage. That's Stamps.com. Enter the promo code NERDIST. Hey, it's Guy Raz here, the host of How I Built This, a podcast that gives you a front row seat to how some of the biggest products were built and the innovators, entrepreneurs, and idealists behind them. Every week, I speak to someone new, stories like Justin Wolverton's, a lawyer who just wanted a healthy alternative to ice cream, so he created Halo Top in his Cuisinart, or 
Todd Graves, who grew his fried chicken restaurant Raising Cane's into one of the most successful fast food chains in the U.S. All of these great conversations can help you learn how to think big, take risks, and navigate crises in life and work from people who've done all of that and more. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.